This episode of the Hubcast is brought to you by Aircall. Aircall empowers teams with a phone system specifically built for modern businesses. With zero hardware to manage, dozens of integration options to explore, and the ability to add local numbers in more than 40 countries, Aircall is a powerful communication tool that can be fully set up in minutes. Learn more at aircall.io. Are you an inbound marketer looking for the inside scoop on what's next? Are you ready to unlock HubSpot's full potential and yours? If so, you've come to the right place. The Hubcast is your leading resource for user-friendly HubSpot tips, expert insights and strategies, exclusive interviews with Inbound's brightest minds, and the latest insider news. And welcome back to the Hubcast, where you might be a few pounds heavier due to, well, it's that time of year, Duff Meister. Oh, it is. Thanksgiving was upon us. And um, so real quick, the best thing you ate over the holidays was? My sister-in-law, Molly, made these sweet potatoes Mm. that were like, this wasn't like the standard, just like mashed up sweet potatoes with some marshmallows on top. She made these sweet potatoes that had like cinnamon and nutmeg all mixed up with like pecans on the top. And like everybody, every single person, even the kids were just like, can I have some more of that? It was outrageously good. Sounds pretty dope. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. What about you? um, So I was in Hawaii with my uh, daughter over Thanksgiving. And... uh, there's a restaurant on the North Shore called Papa Ole's. There's somebody that's listening to this right now that's been there before. It's the type of place that I think this, like it wasn't until the last couple of months stuff that they started even taking credit cards. Mm-hmm. You know that type of place? Yeah. I mean, it was cash only for, you know, until 20, until 2018 something, right? That's pretty impressive because that, you know, and I don't know what they do. And, and Hawaiian food is amazing. I just think it's great. Because they pretty much grill everything, steak or chicken. They just grill it. And then and it's always like get the greatest char to it. And there's always rice in there. And I just think rice is just think rice is a really good healthy food that has no yuck factor. Like how many people eat rice and then they feel sick 20 minutes later? Not many. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of foods that make you feel yucky. Rice yeah. is not one of them. So anyway, that was uh that was that was, we didn't have turkey because we were, you know, we were out there. And so we just kind of did our own little thing, but it was, it was a good time. Speaking of that, of, of gratitude, thankfulness, Thanksgiving. So let's do a really quick other thing here. So as you look back on this year so far, so we're coming to the, coming down the home stretch of, of uh, 2018. By the time this episode comes out, it'll release like it's the, just before December 1st, right? So we're pretty much 11 twelfths of the way home for the year. When you look back, what are you saying? Man, this is really cool. This was, this made this year great. There's a couple things because for me, for me personally, it's been a really wild year. The first big thing that I'm super thankful for is the sales lion impact merger. That changed, it changed your trajectory like you're where you 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 know who I don't know what you would be doing right now but 
in in the HubSpot community, you bec you're becoming a household name, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I I don't know, but some people seem to know who I am, and you know, <laughs> I've just I was so excited about Impact offering more just education, um, educational services, and when the TSL merger happened, it was just like I didn't I hadn't even thought of it as a thing a few months before when I was when I was trying to move more into that space. So I'm super grateful for the opportunity that I've had to move into not only co-hosting the Hubcast, but you know, working with former TSL clients, things yeah. like that. I'm super grateful for that. Another thing that I'm super grateful for is so many stinking HubSpot product updates this year. <laughs> I mean there have just been like nonstop updates since the beginning of this year. To get um, like a top two or three, like top two or three HubSpot updates for 2018, what would they be? Oh man, that's tough. I would say the service hub announcement, which I know was kind of announced before 2018, but it really came out in 2018 and they started yeah. making a lot of individual updates. I mean, that's, that's huge. Um, I would say sales enterprise as a as a major update um, is big as well because it's really, you know, it's it's not even for me sometimes so much about some of the small individual updates when I think about it, but it's <laughs> this is gonna be so cheesy, but <laughs> it's the way that these updates make me feel about HubSpot. Like I have become <laughs> a lot more excited and kind of forward thinking about HubSpot as a product and excited for for where HubSpot is going in the product roadmap this year with all of the product updates that that have been happening which I'm super grateful for because it makes my job more exciting and more fun. Heck yeah. And you can teach so much more. I mean it, this sounds self-serving but I don't think there's ever been more need for for agencies to offer what you offer, right? Which is HubSpot training because it's really, you know, let's, let's be realistic for a second here, Duff. And for those that are listening to this, really take note, cause I'm curious as to what you're gonna say. How long at this point, let's say somebody is going to really learn the sales, marketing and customer service element of HubSpot. Let's say they use it you know, they're in it every day. Now, maybe not for eight hours a day, but they're in HubSpot every single day, at least a little bit, sometimes a lot. How much time does it take somebody at this point to really learn the tool and say, yeah, they're, they're really advanced. They're really good with the tool. Is it weeks? Is it months? If it is months, how many months is it? I would say realistically, knowing that a lot of people aren't only going to be using HubSpot right. or their sole job isn't just going to be, hey, go learn the tools and do some stuff in the tools. Most people have responsibilities and, and projects and things that they're going to be working on at the same time. So realistically, I would say for the average person, two or three months, if you're really a go-getter, if you're technically savvy, if you've maybe used some other automation tools before, um, or you you really are kind of savvy on inbound marketing sales service, 
I think you could get there with all three of the hubs because there's so much overlap in the user experience mm -hmm. and in how things work. I think you could get there in three months um, if you're a real go-getter. I think realistically, you know, for a lot of people, it's more of like a six to 12 months to really feel like you've got a handle on all of these things. But one thing that I'm, I'm excited about is we're now getting to the point where there are people who are coming up saying, we're, we're starting with all three of the hubs. Mm, like we're going to start yeah. from scratch and we're going to use all three of the hubs or we started from scratch and we started with marketing and then we incorporated sales and now we're incorporating services. And I'm actually working with a client right now and I'm going to be going out to their office in December. Who's my, my first client who is already actively using all three hubs. Like their marketing team is all on, all on the marketing hub. Their sales team is only on the sales hub and their service team is on the service hub. And I cannot wait. I am so excited to get to work with them on like they're full fledged implemented. They're ready to go and to optimize everything all together. And I'm so excited for more companies to be doing that that aren't entrenched like on other platforms. And we've talked about this before, how yeah. complicated it can get if you're trying to migrate from legacy systems or things like that. But I think we're going to see more and more people now coming up saying, no, we're going to do HubSpot and we're going to do all of the hubs. And that's really going to be our core tool that we're going to use. And that's, I mean, to me, that's just so, so exciting. Couldn't say that a year ago. You can say it today. It's pretty exciting times. And I really think we're just, it, we're still early, right? We're still early mm -hmm. in this process. And that's why this show, I think, has so much relevance because of the fact that there's going to be so many developments, so much happening. And you know, for people like me who don't have the time, especially just to pay attention to every single update, this is one of the reasons why I like doing the show is because I get to hear from you. Okay, so this is this is what's happening. This is what you need to be aware of uh, with the product. And ultimately, the fact of the matter is, the better we use the product as marketers and as businesses, but especially as marketers, the more we're going to be able to show our value to the company, become more appreciated within the team, and hopefully they are more financially rewarded as well. Right, mm. and that's a big part of. I think our listenership here is the significance of marketers showing their value, the rest of the organization seeing and understanding that worth, and then, and then they therefore hopefully get compensated what they actually bring to the table, right? Mm -hmm. Not the traditional marketing, geez, for lack of a better phrase, redheaded stepchild, you know, it's there, but it's yeah. really just you know, this expense in the company. No, we've got to change that mindset and learning the tool and understanding better is a big part of that. Cool. That was good stuff. Well, why don't we jump to uh, learn a little bit more about the pool as our property of the week section. And you wanted to talk about contact owner and other HubSpot user properties today. Duff. So what's on your mind there? Yeah. So, so let's start by breaking down the contact owner property and, and what, type of property this is. So there's different types of contact properties, company properties, deal properties, ticket properties, right? So our contacts are our main 
you know, our bread and butter, right? They're the yep. people that are in our, our CRM and our system. And HubSpot has an out of the box default contact property called contact owner. For a long time, this was essentially the only kind of owner property that you could use that you could select any HubSpot user for. So people would use this on the sales tools a lot to say, you know, whatever salesperson owned this deal is going to be the contact owner. Um, or, you know, you can translate it into like a deal owner. There's a deal owner property for the deals, or there's a ticket owner property for tickets. Well, recently, maybe a few months ago, maybe a year ago, they came out with the ability to do additional HubSpot user properties. So rather than just having a contact owner and not being able to see like different kinds of owners, you can now essentially create your own owner property. So practically what this, what this looks like is and why this becomes an issue for a lot of people when they could only have one contact owner is sometimes you need to set multiple owners for a single contact. For example, you may have a marketing team owner, the initial person on the marketing team, maybe that's, that's chatted with them, done live chat or something like that. You may need an inside sales rep owner. So the person on the inside sales team that initially worked that contact, but then also a sales team owner. So then the person on the sales team that worked that deal. And then if you're using the service hub, you're going to need an owner for the service team. Well, you could, you know, change the contact owner as you go and then maybe look back in the history, but that's not really that helpful. You can't really do detailed reporting if you're changing the contact owner and then you're kind of losing that data as you go. So what's really awesome about HubSpot user properties and the reason why I wanted to bring this up is so that everybody knows if you have this issue, if you've been like, okay, I have this contact owner property, but that doesn't really that doesn't really paint the whole picture of people that own our individual contacts. You can now create a HubSpot user property. So maybe you have an inside sales rep owner, a sales rep owner, a service rep owner, something like that. You may even have different uses for it. What these properties are when you create it is when you select the type, um, you select HubSpot user, and then when somebody is setting the owner property or when a workflow is setting the owner property, you can choose from any of your HubSpot users, any of the users in your HubSpot portal, you can assign um, to an individual. And so this really just makes it a lot easier to track which people on your team have touched contacts um, and have owned contacts at different times. And what I would suggest kind of to take this to the next level is use the out of the box default contact owner property as the current owner of that contact. So as you're going, you know, you may have a marketing owner, you may have a sales rep owner, a service rep owner that you're going to set and that's never going to change. So use that out of the box contact owner property and change that as you're going to the current owner. So if they're now in the sales process, their contact owner is going to be that sales rep. If they move on to being a customer and they have a service rep owner, change the contact owner to that. That'll just kind of make it easier for everybody to keep track of where everybody at is, you know, in the process. So 
use custom user properties to track the previous or the future owners of that contact, but use the current owner for the contact owner property. Does that make sense? I feel like I was maybe talking in circles a little bit there. No, it, it does make sense, but it ultimately this stuff matters, right? Because there's nothing worse than when you've got um, like contact owner fire drill happening within your company. Right. I find it especially, no bueno. especially significant, like for inside sales versus like the sales rep. So if somebody has like worked that deal, how do we attribute that revenue to them, to the deals that they've touched? If the deal owner then becomes the sales rep and then they basically have to like manually track and say, Hey, I was on that deal. This makes it so much easier because then we can report out and say, Anybody who's, you know, inside sales rep owner is Marcus, you know, is, you know, gets attributed this revenue. And so that just, just makes it easier all around, makes us really be able to track what's really going on in our organization, which is what we really want to get to. That's exactly right. You know, I, I um, shifting gears for a minute, I wanted to share something that was on my mind uh, today, Duff. It was, I, I read this quote over Thanksgiving. And it really exemplified everything that that I've tried to express to just audiences and businesses over the course of these last seven years when it comes to the way we receive new information. All right. So that's that's the business I'm in, right? I'm in the business, other than the business of trust, I'm in the business of of helping people um, hear something new. And hopefully, if it makes enough sense, if it resonates enough with them, they'll say, you know what? Maybe we could do that, right? So I was reading this quote by Nais Nin, and I, it's probably, I mispronounced it, but um, A-N-A-I-S-N-I-N, okay? And she said, we don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. I think you could change this quote perfectly to fit businesses or marketers. In other words, we could say marketers oftentimes don't see things as they are. They see them as they themselves are. So what does this mean? This could be business owners. It could be marketers. It could be businesses, all the same gig. So for example, we oftentimes say things like this in business, say, well, that's just not the way that I would do it. And there's a huge flaw with that thinking, right? Mm -hmm. Because our opinions when it comes to great business, sales, marketing, et cetera, they, they really don't matter. I mean, they, they, they matter in the sense of they might help us to see what the marketplace is doing. But the moment they run contrary to the marketplace, that's when we're screwed. So in other words, if we say things like, you know, I would never watch a video for more than five minutes online. So we'll never produce a video longer than five minutes. Mm. See what I'm saying? Yep. So that's, that's where we see things as we are. Therein lies the problem. Because the data disagrees fundamentally <laughs> with that mindset. Because it shows otherwise, right? No different than the person that says, I mean... We're just not going to, we're never going to do social media because you know, I think social media 
is the end of the world as we know it. Okay, maybe it is. That being said, if you're struggling to generate business and revenue and build your brand, and you clearly have audience on a particular social media platform, you may or may not, depends on your industry, but you don't want to play there, well, then you start to lose the right to complain. Mm. See what I'm saying? So this is what's on my mind. I want to read the quote one more time, and then I'm going to hear your thoughts. We don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. What say you, Dove? I say amen to that. <laughs> but I also think it's um, it's hard. It's hard to remove some of that or to yeah, to, yeah, like to to take the right perspective on it because there are some things that we can sort of use as you know inherently like hmm i don't subscribe to people's blogs anymore correct like i never and i never click on blog on somebody's website in a navigation i'll maybe click on like a learning center or something like a resource center but i will never click on a blog and i can't tell you when the last time I subscribed to somebody's blog was or that I've read a blog notification email. So that's something that has, but I think what, what we can do with thoughts like that, as we're seeing things the way that we, we see them and articulate them is I can then take that and say, okay, well now let me go look at the data. That's and exactly see right. If that's, if that's true, I can look at all of my clients portals and see if anybody is actually engaging in their blog subscription emails. I can see if anybody is subscribing to people's blogs. I can see, you know, what research other people have done to then actually validate, you know, my personal experience, which I think is probably, you know, kind of the, the crux of, of what we're getting at is we can use some of those things to kind no of pull some ideas and inspiration, but yeah. It's, in it's fact, easy. we should. I mean, in, 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 in fact, I think it's the most self-aware business people, marketers, that are the most successful. I mean, they ask you answer was a direct byproduct of me saying, well, this is what I would want to see. This yeah. I would want to read. Why would we not? Right? It's when, though, we immediately deny reality, facts data trends because they don't align with our behavior that's mm. when we have the problem and so i really think every business should do an audit on this i think we should individually audit this and as businesses we should do it as well right and because that allows us to boil things down to what really matters and what really gets results anyway it's food food for thought and um Appreciate your thoughts on that, Duff. So let's transition over to the uh, wish list item. This is when we talk about what we wish HubSpot be doing, what, what they would add. And they certainly do listen. This is what's great about them. And they've, in fact, over the years of doing the Hubcast, we've gotten many notes directly from HubSpot on, hey, we're working on this, or you know, you mentioned this one thing, and it's actually in the work. So we, um, we appreciate that. And so the one that you listed here was allow attachments received in emails to log to CRM. Explain, Duffy. This one is actually currently in beta, but it's been in beta for months, so I'm not sure where it's at. This actually has a lot of upvotes, which is why I pulled it 
Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, right? when, it's very simple. When logging emails to the CRM, allow the attachments to be placed into or linked with the deal or contact. So we're logging all of our emails in the CRM. They're automatically getting put into contact, deal records, and HubSpot, but the attachments don't get attached as, you know, quote unquote, attachments as an object in the actual contact record. So if you go in there and you look at attachments, there's nothing there unless you've manually attached something. So you may actually have this, you may be in the beta and have experienced this. What's really interesting about this one is that, you know, people are very excited that it's in beta and that they're working on this, but the problem is, and sometimes it's like, maybe you don't know what you don't have until you have it <laughs> because with the beta, when you now get attachments attached to the contact and deal records, you get every single attachment, including things like inline images. So when people have like their logo and little icons for their social media accounts, or they send you a GIF mm. or something like that, it all gets attached. It all gets mm. added as attachments to their record in the CRM. So if you're in the beta and you go into a contact and you look at this, you're probably going to see like a contact that you've corresponded with regularly. You're going to see their email signature images attached a whole bunch of times. And it's actually kind of a mess in some sense. So people yeah, that now, could get pretty, that could get pretty clunky heavy. Yeah. So people now on this thread are going back like, Hey, can we actually mitigate this a little bit and just have things that are attached and not inline images in there? So uh, yeah. if you mm -hmm. want to see this, go in there and vote it up and also add a comment in there. But it seems like maybe they're still working out those kinks and that's why they haven't, haven't launched it to everybody. So I'm hoping that they're working on figuring out how to mitigate some of those frustrations before they launch it to everybody. Good deal. Good deal. That's a good one to vote up. Make it happen, people. And uh, of course, the other thing you want to make happen is effective phone calls from your sales team, which is why we had to give a hat tip to our incredible sponsor, Aircall. That's Air, C-A-L-L, -L, Aircall. Tell us about them, Duff. Yeah, these guys are making voice more valuable by integrating with your critical business tools and providing insights into every conversation. They have a really awesome HubSpot integration. Um, so they're a phone system specifically built for modern businesses. There's zero hardware. You don't use any hardware. Um, they have an app, desktop app that you can call right from, integrate straight into HubSpot. Um, you have dozens of different integration options beyond just HubSpot. You have the ability to add local numbers in more than 40 countries. Um, so it's a powerful communication tool that can be fully set up in minutes. Like they say, when you start your trial, you're going to be up and running in minutes. You're going to be using this thing. Um, and the HubSpot integration specifically really enables service agents, sales reps, marketers to streamline your workflows, increase your productivity, track your customers through the whole customer journey from marketing to sales and success. So you can learn more at aircall.io or you can just go and check it out. Start a seven-day free trial at aircall.io slash sign up. Go check them out. And Aircall, thank you for your sponsorship of the show. Side note, these guys have an awesome website. So if nothing else, get on check there. 
they've got some really cool stuff on there. Really great user experience. I'm, you know, if you know anything about my background, I hosted Impact's website Throwdown, our live monthly website critique for a number of months. So I always get excited when I see really awesome websites and I see people crushing it crushing. on their websites. Go and check them out, aircall.io. Indeed. Check them before you wreck them. So let's close this bad boy out with a couple of updates. We've got, uh, let's see here. we got two here, Duff. We've got refine your SEO, SEO strategy with the new Google Search Console integration. Hmm, that sounds interesting. And then deepen your insights with filtering and customer feedback. All right, so we had a couple different things here. We got a marketing side, we got a customer service side. What are these updates all about? Yes. So SEO strategy with the new Google Search Console integration. This is live specifically for marketing professional and enterprise customers. So if you're on free or starter, you're not going to see this. Um, if you are, if you have the HubSpot CMS package as well, you'll get this. But the new GSC integration brings important search data such as average position, total impressions, and click-through rate directly into the marketing hub. So you can see this alongside the content you're creating and use these metrics to make more informed decisions. So where you're going to see the new Google Search Console integration, if you're on Pro or Enterprise, when you go to the content strategy tools, you're going to see it right there. There's going to be a button for you to integrate. It's really fast. It's as simple as doing, you know, the quick uh, OAuth, telling it to use your Google account, giving it access to HubSpot access to your GSC. And then you're going to be able to see average position, total impressions, click-through rate for each of your individual topics um, and subtopics as you're using the content strategy tool. If you're not using the content strategy tool, that's a whole other problem. But Part of what, what's great about this is some of the frustration, I think, with HubSpot and all the analytics that you get is people say, well, I'm using Google Analytics or I'm using Google Search Console and why can't I see certain things in HubSpot or why, you know, why do I use HubSpot over these other tools? Well, there are certain things that you get with Google Search Console. Google has proprietary data that they don't share with other people that you can only get on Google Search Console. So the fact that we have this integration now that we could pull in some of those things is really great because those three main metrics are kind of the main ones that you're gonna look at with your topic clusters, with the topics and the subtopics that you're, you're looking to rank for. So average position, total imp impressions, click-through rate, really simple setup if you've got pro or enterprise, get on there right now and get that set up in the content strategy tool. Nice. I like that one. Yeah. Our last one is also a great one. Deepen insights with filtering in the customer feedback tool. So if you're using the service of, if you're using the customer feedback tool to do feedback surveys, NPS surveys, anything like that, with this update, you now have the ability to deepen those insights from customer feedback by filtering your results by individual contact properties. So when you go into the customer feedback tool right now, you can basically see a list of, you know, you can go into your different surveys that you've sent and you can see a list of all the responses from individual people. And you can see, you know, what score they've given you or if they've given you, you know, happy, sad, or mediocre. But up until this point, that was it. 
you just saw the entire list of all the people and you could essentially filter by date, like when people submitted them, but that was it. Now you can go in just like you can in the contacts tool or in the deals tool or in the tickets tool. You can now go in and actually create a filter to say, I only want to see people who have this specific contact property, or I only want to see people who are on this specific list. And we can really get segmented and deepen our insights to say, you know, if I have specific segments of customers, I could filter by those to see what's my average NPS score for this specific segment of people, not just everybody that I've ever sent an NPS to. So that's awesome. That's also for Service Hub Pro and Enterprise users. So again, if you're on the freer starter tools, you're not going to see that. But if you're on Pro or Enterprise, that's going to be a super nice feature. You can learn a little bit more about that in the links in the show notes. There's links to all these things that we've been talking about today in the show notes per usual. Go over to impactbnd.com slash hubcast to see any and all of the show notes that we have ever published. That's exactly right. Because they're all there and they're really, really good. And you're good too for listening to this dang show. We appreciate the heck out of you. Duffy, we appreciate you because you're a HubSpot gangster. And if you don't know whether or not, like, am I really doing, am I using this tool like I should be? And you're debating about that. Look, just let us know. I know Duff does like many HubSpot audits with people because what happens is sometimes companies come to us and they're like we don't know if we need a workshop or not maybe we do maybe we need some in-house training maybe we don't could you could you be real with us because the fact is we could look at it and say you're crushing it and you, you don't need us or you only need to do this this and this but then there's another set that come to us and like, okay, here's exactly what you need. We need to come in for a day. We need to come in for two days. Here's who needs to be there. So if you're having problems getting the most out of the tool, and you're wondering, is the investment still worth it for us? Are we getting out of it what we should be? Well, then schedule that call with Duffy, and she will she will help you out. I know that to be true. She's C. Duffy at impactbnd.com. I'm M. Sheridan at impactbnd.com. This has been a fun episode, Duff, and I think it's about time for you to bring this bad boy home. Yes, exactly what Marcus said. I love doing HubSpot portal audits. I will tell you like, like it is, and I will tell you if you need some HubSpot therapy. So... I'm going to leave you with that thought. And until next time, this is Karina Duffy and Marcus, the Share Dog Sheridan, saying to you, get out there and do some happy HubSpotting.